Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Livia Snedden. I'm Rob Olson. Who else we got here? Yeah, we've got some other people here. Let's talk about this first before we introduce our guests. While Rob shares links and does all kinds of important things, I'm trying to see if people can see this by going to uh, Facebook on my phone. But essentially, it is uh, is a holiday episode. You may ask yourself, what holiday is on June 2nd? And quite honestly, there isn't a holiday on June 2nd. There was a holiday on June 1st, though. So we are celebrating that today. Uh, Before we get into that, we are, I don't know how you're seeing this, because I still can't seem to pull this up on my phone. Oh, it's going. Okay. We are joined again by permanent co-host Jesse. Jesse, say hello. Hello. All right. And then bottom right, uh, we are joined by Misty Bennett, as always, our newest uh, addition. Although I don't feel like it's new anymore. It's been like four episodes, right? Like four holiday episodes. Sounds about right. So... Thank you to you, uh, you guys, for taking time out of a Saturday evening. Excuse me. <clears throat> I would edit to that do out, something typically. Yeah, to, <laughs> to do something a little. It's the nervousness of being live is is what it is. It's all collecting in my throat, like like nervous phlegm. Is nervous phlegm a thing? I don't think you can assign like emotion to mucus unless it's right. Ghostbusters too. They totally did that in Ghostbusters too. Nothing, I have no. not seen Ghostbusters 2, or the first what? Ghostbusters. Wow. At any rate, June 1st, yesterday, was National Flip-A-Coin Day. So, um, in in the event that that's not uh, self-descriptive enough, uh, decisions on that day are to be made by flipping a coin and letting the coin decide, um, uh, you know, make your decisions for you. So, we decided to do it today. Um, Rob, do you know offhand... Uh, what the other option was for June 1st, because there's another holiday on June 1st that we could have opted for. I feel like I should know, and I forgot. Jesse, Misty, either one of you guys? Donut Day. Oh, yeah. All right. Which oh, was... Jesse should know that. So we decided to do it today. Oh. Or... Hold on. A like little I technical difficulties know. here. That's my phone. I was making sure it was working. Uh, every time, every goddamn time we go live. It, if we do something like June 1st of next year, it is going to involve competitive donut eating <laughs> live on Facebook. See, that's why Perfect. so many people were br- were bringing donuts into work yesterday. I didn't even well, I didn't put two, it was two together. Because your coworkers are a bunch of cheap fucks. Because like Dunkin' Donuts was giving away a free donut with like every cup of coffee. So I had to not get coffee yesterday because the line was so long. And I knew that's why it was. It was that free donut caused, like, 25 cars to be in a drive-thru that, that they're normally, like, two cars in. So, so you bastards and your free donut. donuts ruined my Friday morning. I had to make coffee at work like a peasant. <laughs> like a peasant? I feel like a peasant like a, probably like doesn't a peasant. have a job or coffee. Yeah. Or <laughs> would make it at home with reused yeah. grounds. Yeah. What crying? That's a whole nother level. That's not even peasantry. That's like uh, that's like third world country shit happening right there. That listen, if that's what you have to do, it's okay. However, you get your coffee is fine. I'm not coffee shaming anybody. Maybe hey, except for you free donut bastards and anybody hell with all Starbucks. That's mm-hmm. legit. Hey, I want to break in and say that Caleb Ross has commented on this live video and said, "Hey, all, I flipped a coin to decide if I should watch. I wish I was eating a donut." <laughs> 
Um, hey, FCJR. 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 Um, Caleb, we haven't. I, I figured that he didn't care about us anymore. We haven't heard from him. In a long time. <laughs> he stopped writing books, and um, that was it. That he does it. game uh, game stuff. Yeah, I don't watch that. Game reviews, and he reads a lot of books. I didn't realize how many books there were on video games until yeah. Caleb undertook this uh, this journey. A lot of books written about video games. Um, apparently so. And now I want to give us a quick update. Our friend uh, Jr. Uh, says hashtag FCJR, followed by Caleb saying hashtag FCJR. So <laughs> it's a real comment fest. For anybody who's not aware, FCJR stands for Fuck Caleb J. Ross. And we mean that from from the bottom from the bottom of our little hearts. Um, all right. Uh, so I thought about this. I was sharing with the group that I, I did not have enough time to get the Donald Trump Memorial coin, uh, the the official presidential coin, to flip today. So for active flipping, we will be using one of these. <laughs> this is an uh, Ohio State coin, I think. Ohio's weird. They've got like a little space guy on the back of it, and this is a uh, minted. I don't know when, because my eyesight's terrible now, and I have to wear glasses, but I don't like doing it. In 2000-something. <laughs> wow. But instead, for the visually handicapped, I do have this. <laughs> so you, you're talking about yourself. Well, you know, I thought this is going to be a brilliant idea, because I could flip it for things that I... Almost unflippable. Was it for the visually handicapped, or is it just because it's easier for you to catch? <laughs> no, the ca- oh, I guess that, that's true, too. The nice thing about this, I don't know if you guys can see that in the bottom, this was, uh, I don't believe that was actually minted in 1972, but that is the, the year of our Livius, 1972. Aww. My birth year, so. Wow, you really are old. Yeah, 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 I know. I'm, I'm aware. So, uh, yeah. Rob, tell us a little bit about the history of the coin flip. I will in one second. I want to shout out a couple of people who have made comments. Sean Zilla says, uh, so I tune in for once. You guys don't even talk about books. Obviously, a bunch of peasants. Hey, Sean. It's been forever since Sean is is a longtime friend of mine. And um, all I know is that I introduced him to two books, Raw Shark Texts and uh, Dermaphoria by Craig Clevenger. And he fell in love with them. So, uh, yeah. So now we talked about books. We move on. Christina Elgin. Oh, my God. Y'all look nothing like... You look in my head. This is my first live watch. Love booked. Thank you, Christina. Very nice. Very nice. So what what was I supposed to do? I wasn't paying attention. Tell people about the history of the coin flip. Yeah. Of the coin flip or this holiday? Or this holiday. Boop. Don't why don't we do both? So the coin flip holiday, here's the thing. There's like all these websites out there you can go to and it's like, hey, here's every holiday that happens every every day. And um, so then you get all these nonsense holidays like, you know, national, you know, reinflate the air in your tires day and stuff like that. And so there's all these holidays, but there's really not a lot of like, there's not like someone out there that's like the keeper of flip a coin days. There's not a lot of information that you can get about this holiday. Um, So here's what I got. It's a day when all decisions can be made at the flip of a coin. The origin of the holiday is not known. (laughs) But coin flipping itself dates back to Julius Caesar, who is said to have flipped a coin when the right choice was unclear. Not a lot, not not a lot of depth to this holiday. Not a lot to explore. 
basically just gave flipping coins its own day. And it's like those mm-hmm. honorary streets in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like going down Clark, and then for like three blocks, it's honorary. You know, Robolson Avenue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, hey, so refresh. I'm not very good at history, so Caesar made a lot of uh, decisions by flipping. What happened? How how did he end his his political career? I mean. You got stabbed in the back, right? Oh, yeah, that's lot. it. I thought that sounded familiar. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe that's not the right way. And um, I don't know if that's what's currently maybe happening in in the White House um, right now with with some decisions that are being made. But uh, uh, we're going to proceed to to uh, our first coin flip. Who wants to flip a coin and make a decision on which way we go with this? Wait, hold on. We got to give another shout out here. Um, Diana says hello, and Rob's brother. Yeah, he, he loves he loves you, man. He loves me. He loves me. I'm supp- that he's he has watched stuff before. I will say that, but um, I wasn't expecting the bro to pop up. So hey, bro, you're a lovable guy, Rob. Apparently, so we have choices now. We can talk about games of chance in general, or we can talk about Rounders, the movie that was uh, earlier. I suggested that movie might have been from two thousand and six, <clears throat> three, six, two thousand seven. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> and then we found out it was really from 1998. Eight. Eight. So here it is. Um, Rob, which side would you like to be um, rounders? Uh, rounders is tails. All right, here we go. God damn, your whole family's on, Rob. I know, my mom's on now. <laughs> oh. So we have, we have to talk about games of chance? Right. All right. Rob, what's your favorite game of chance? I know you're not a gambler, so I'm going to guess there are no games of chance in your... I'm not a gambler, but Wheelhouse. Um, I will say, typically, if I need to decide something at random, um, I will do the coin flip, but I'll have Siri do it. Um, just say, hey, Siri, flip a coin, and then it gives me the answer. However, oh, it was just doing mm-hmm. it on my phone, of course. However, there is something that um, was given to me by Adam and Oshkosh, whose legs don't work recently. Uh, it was over the holidays. And it doesn't look like a lot. It looks like a little box. But what it is, you guys are aware of the Schrodinger's cat? Yes. Yeah. So what it is is, like, you have this little thing you can slide open here. <gasps> the, is like, the cat When in you there? slide it open, your your decision is made by, based on whether the cat is dead or if it's alive. That is the coolest! Yeah. Nice. So I'm going to awesome. see if... Um, I'm going to see if you guys can see it when I, when I slide the door open. Because it's, like, it's electronics. So I don't know how it's going to go on my webcam. But here we go. It's alive. Well, it's gonna go. Is it alive? It's alive. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if I do oh, it again, see how it so kind of flips between the two cool. possibilities. Yes. So it's dead. dead. Yeah. So thanks, Adam. I have this nice little, really. It's easy to carry with you anywhere. <laughs> if it's right in your back pocket. <laughs> and it requires batteries, so it will always work. Oh. <laughs> and this is wow. like the coin flip version of the magic eight ball i would say nice and fancy i love it hey, i don't know that i spend a lot of time on this but i never really understood the the cat in the box thing so i get it that if there's a closed box and there's a cat in it that it could either be alive or dead but really it's both until we find out what was that supposed to explain for the re- like how is that relevant until you lives? observe it the cat is both alive and dead and it's our observation that makes it alive or dead and so it's the idea that while it's in the box it can actually live in it's in both states 
Right. <laughs> so. And I have, so I just finished reading Dark Matter okay. uh, by uh, Blake. Is it Blake Crouch? Oh my gosh, how terrible if I got that wrong. Um, and so it was all about like the uh, the fourth dimension and um, how you know making decisions. Every decision we make in another uh, timeline, we made a different decision. You know that kind of thing. And so something about being able to he created this box, basically the cat box, to where it. Like we're not observing anymore, so we can actually see all the possibilities. Like that box had something to do with it. I think there's like quantum physics involved and stuff. And now I've gotten past what I can actually explain. Um, and how do you rate this book? Honestly, I read it in about two and a half days. Okay. It was. It's not exceptional, like, literary-wise, but as far as fast-paced, keep, uh, keep your attention. As long as you don't really need them to explain everything and you're okay with some possibly holy science, um, it was probably like a nine. I read it because Rob Hart wrote on his... <laughs> what the fuck is a nine? Oh, a nine out of five? <laughs> oh, wait, did you say out of five? I was at a ten. I mean, we've been doing this for seven you're years, and we've always been on a scale of five. <laughs> I'm getting line. fired today. <laughs> it was a nine out of five. <laughs> Can I High take praise. a moment and acknowledge High some praise. other people who have joined the podcast? <laughs> um, uh, Cindy has joined the podcast. I, I think that's okay to publicly say that that's Rob's mom. So hello, Cindy, and thank you for watching. Hi, Mom. Uh, and then uh, Thomas Joyce. Now I want to say it's, for Thomas Joyce, it's got to be like three in the morning. Four in the morning. Like that son of a bitch had to set an alarm clock to yeah, get up for like this. Scotland. Oh, Steve and, Weddle's uh, on too. Steve Weddle um, is on as well. So thank you all of you for joining. Um, we're uh, talking games of chance. So Schrodinger, sh- how do you say it? Schrodinger? Sure. Schrodinger? Is that the right way? So Rob uses Schrodinger's <laughs> box for all his for, decision. For games. those of you who have just joined, mm-hmm. I have this box. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and when you slide the door open, I'm looking, I'm doing this backwards. It gets both cats, and then you can see which. Oh, it's dead. Dead. Yeah. There it is. Uh, Misty, games of chance. Is that a thing for you? Do you gamble at all, or do you. No, I do, do not flip- gamble. Okay. I do flip coins all the time. I have two flip a coin apps on my phone because one died. And, like, they never did an update, so I had to get a second one. But I don't like the second one, so I still have the first one. What kinds of things do you flip a coin for, if you don't mind my asking? Everything. <laughs> it's hard to make decisions. <laughs> should I, should I get a new coin so flipping app? Like, it's Harvey Dent. He's <laughs> the Batman. Sometimes it's about what am I going to eat, whether or not I go to the gym, whether or not I text someone back. Is this what? why you haven't updated your phone in like five years? <laughs> yeah, she kept Whether or not Netflix. I buy something. Whether or not I update my phone. Yeah. What movie or show I watch, what I read next, literally endless. Wow. So be honest. Do you ever decide to do that and then cheat because you don't like the result and flip again until you get the right? Completely arbitrary. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jesse, how about you? Is pool a game of chance? <laughs> I, I believe that's the opposite of a game of chance. I believe. That oh, okay. I think that falls skill. Into the skill Obviously, the way that you play. 
Oh, so it can be. Yeah. I, your, I, your skill level. I don't really do the game of chance thing. Um, it's just, if it's about decision-making, too, it's just easier to just make the decision or to just let someone else make the decision. I'm with that. Let someone else pick. That's usually, yeah. that's like flipping a coin. Like, it's 50-50 if you're going to get a good result or not, right? So, um, I have uh, some experience, although not recent, in uh, in games of chance, but the kind where you wager money. So um, I, I spent a, a number of years pretty regularly either playing poker, which was mostly a friendly uh, game with, with some friends at home, you know, on Sunday nights. Uh, and that could be, you know, no one got hurt real bad. If you lost like 40, 50 bucks, that was probably a rough night for you. But I did spend a lot of time in the in the casinos. And, and over the years, craps became my uh, my game, which is 100% a game. I mean, like it's you, someone's rolling dice, and that's yeah. the decision uh, made on if you're going to win or lose money. Um, you could offset that by the type of bets you make. But, man, watching those dice go for hours and hours and hours was a, was a pleasure. That's something I still think I would enjoy, but I have... Uh, I have uh, exercised some self-control. So I'll say at one point, uh, I I don't know that I ever had a gambling problem. I am fine as long as I'm not around gambling. If gambling, if I am put into gambling or gambling is put in front of me, it becomes a problem very quickly. But, like, I have no desire to go to the casino. But if somebody convinced me to go, like, getting me out of there would be be a very difficult feat. So I, I am prone to games of chance. If they happen um, past, you know, happen to come past. So I feel like I've heard the same thing about you with breakdancing. Like, if you're around breakdancing, it's going to happen? Is it, <laughs> or is it that when you're drunk, you breakdance? Okay. I, there's been no breakdancing in my life for many, many, many years. So <laughs> I'm not sure that's what Livius you mean. breakdances. Livius, he's seen it. There's only one official coin on this podcast, Jesse. It's not yours, buddy. So, you know, um, I do remember going to casinos when I was younger, and I feel like part of that might have been when you're 18, you can go to a casino, but you can't go drink at a bar or do other things, you know, that are age restricted. So, going to a casino at like two in the morning was an AOK thing to do on on occasion. <clears throat> when you did, what did you like to play? Just played blackjack. Blackjack. Yep. I would, have, I would have gone for roulette, but they only had digital and. Man. Casino, like in the back of a bar, it was like a ten by thirty room. Like we have, we have roulette, but it's you sit down at a machine. It's just you and like you click hitting a button. That was a real casino. Digital roulette. Wow. It's been a long time since I've been in a casino. It's possible that they're all digital now. But yeah, no, blackjack's like the gateway the gateway drug to gambling. Like, it's easy. Everyone kind of understands it. And, and you lose some money at that. And next thing you know, you're you know getting a second mortgage uh, for the dice table. Guess who commented? Everything stops right now because Livius' mom Oh, commented. You yep. can Looks take like your mom you're going to back, the buddy. So hi. um hi hi Livius's mom. <clears throat> All right, here we I go, can't guys. Tell you how excited I am. Coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> Coin flip. I'm taking my mother to the casino. Oh. Here we go. What's the um Rob, would you decide which uh heads you go to the casino? All right, here we go. It's going to be a high one so you guys can see it spin, I think. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. You guys are going to the Don't casino. Day. 
Does anybody have some donuts we could competitively eat against? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, we also had uh, Tracy, David, uh, Tracy, David, and Florence join. So thanks, guys, for uh, for watching. And Derek, Derek popped up a little while ago oh, too. And Derek too. Sorry, my, my um, it scrolled past there already. Uh, pinball games used to be outlawed because they were considered games of chance before the flippers were added. They were illegal in New Jersey until 1976. Wow, a pinball game without flippers really seems like the most pointless thing. <laughs> you just do that one kind of initial, like, boom, and then whatever happens, happens? Uh, basically. Wouldn't you just have to hold the table up that way and always win? <laughs> how How was that I, even, like, a? how did that game survive? Like, wouldn't everybody just kind of be like, oh, that that's, was stupid, and then move on with their life? Yeah, and then someone was like, ooh, flippers. So um, I, I like pinball machines. They're hard to come by nowadays. Um, and digital ones suck. I've done it, like on my phone or like on video game systems. It's definitely not the same. You don't talk about needing the tactile feel of something. Pinball machines is definitely one of them. Yeah, pinball machines are awesome. There's some really cool ones out there, too. Like the Simpsons one was always a pretty rad one to play on. Also, Sonic Spinball was a pinball video game. John, Spinball? Huh? I never even heard of that. Yeah, it was a pinball video game. It was like one of the only ones I ever played. Hmm. Um, Good friend of the podcast, John Gatwood, has joined. And uh, him and Caleb Ross both said, uh, similar to Plinko. I'm not sure what Plinko is. There's a uh, Price is Right game, right? Isn't uh, it the, the board thing? Where the, yeah, uh, like kind of bounces down and hits the pins on the way down and lands on a random result. Yeah. Yeah. Very game right. of chance. Those flippers. Lands on a toaster. The flippers on the pinball machine made it a game of skill instead of a game of chance. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 For sure. And I mean, casino games, too. They, they're all games of chance, but there are ways to bet that are more or... How do I say it's more in your favor, but realistically, every casino game has an advantage for the house. Um, it's just reducing your risk versus the house is the only thing you can do. So, it's like- so even in games of chance, coin flips Rob may have found while researching, because I came across it, are not, are not 50-50. Um, based on the coin, whichever side is the heaviest tends to land face down the most. So it's like 50.1% chance. Yeah. That like on a, I think it was, I think what I read was on a penny that heads would, uh, so it would come up, your decision would be tails, I guess, so it would be heads down based on the weight of the side of the coin. Also, um, it is possible for a coin to land on its edge. Um, obviously with the ridged edges of like quarters and dimes and stuff, not very common. The nickel, Time stops if you do that. Yeah. The whole universe ends. <laughs> um, the nickel is the most likely to land on its edge, uh, which and that will happen one in six thousand times statistically. Um, and I would like to correct myself. I was referring to a Twilight Zone episode where that happened, but the woman I remember now—it's not the time stop. She could hear people's thoughts for the length of time that the quarter sat on its edge. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Twilight Zone was weird. One in six thousand times. Who wants to volunteer to flip a coin six thousand times and I let it fall on the floor? Yeah. 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 Not no thanks. Um, I'm no, still unspooling yeah. that red thread, man. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm really sorry that we didn't get to do that last time you guys were here. I mean, all we had was some weird uh, technical difficulties with our phones, which was a little sketchy. 
Um, but yeah, next time we're definitely gonna see if we can get one of you guys killed by uh, by playing with some kind of weird Japanese. <laughs> can't wait. Let me let me write that in my calendar right now. <laughs> Just shove me in an elevator. Right. Well, that's all I was gonna say. That, or we have to find a ten-story elevator for Rob to to play uh, the elevator game in. Yep, so. that will happen. It's just a matter of time. Maybe right, not so about. <laughs> Maybe let's get around to um, rounders. So full disclosure, I did not get around to seeing rounders again. Um, but the three of uh, the three uh, my co-hosts here, and I'm, the way I'm looking at the screen, all three of you are above me. I'm at the bottom, but I realize that it's kind of like this for everybody that's watching. Everyone's like this for me, so that's mm-hmm. why my eyes move. Um. Oh well, that's that's good because I think Rob was thinking that was a lazy guy. Yeah. Right, Rob. Wait, lazy eyes? I, I, my, my connection went a little bad. Say that again. Yeah, I was saying that Rob was thinking that was lazy eye. What Misty was doing, not that she was looking at the four of or the whatever three of us on the screen. Lazy eyes are one of the most attractive things. So that's what I was looking for. Take it as a compliment, Misty. <laughs> Do you guys not know that? <laughs> Rob, Rob not can't too much, but and like the lazy a eye. minor lazy eye. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I hope mom tuned out already. <laughs> you think I'm a weirdo? That's okay. Um, That's okay. Great. So who wants to kick it off, Rob? Rounders. Do you need me to give you the? I can give you. Let me do this. Here's the synopsis for Rounders in the event that you've not seen. Wait, wait, hold uh, on. First, who wants to kick it off? Second, Rob, you're going to kick it off. Third, no, I'm just going to go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he was flipping and, coins in his head like crazy. Yeah, like, was going like crazy. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, young reformed gambler must return to playing big stakes poker to help a friend pay off loan sharks while balancing his friendship with his girl, or I'm sorry, his relationship with his girlfriend and his commitments to law school. That is a terrible synopsis for a great. <sighs> it's yeah. Here, it's succinct. <laughs> It's 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 telling you the whole story you don't care about is really what's going on, <laughs> right? That's yeah, that essentially. Is the story. Rounders to me, and I was just I think Jesse and I, or maybe it was Jesse and Missy and I, were talking about this recently. Um, <clears throat> it's like three or four scenes, right? That's really what this movie is. Um, it's uh, it's the it's the opening scene where he loses, mm-hmm. and he like where he loses everything. Um. There's obviously that ending scene where he, you know, the redemption and the fact that, and then there's like a couple in between that are important, but it's like the, it's the game playing. It's the poker. Those are the ones that are probably that one scene where Famke Johnson, however you want to say is like her last name comes on to him because she's like all sexy, but like he somehow doesn't. That's not one of the four scenes. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I feel like and, she had kind of a lazy eye in that scene. And all of John Turturro's scenes. <laughs> yeah. Everything that John Turturro does, that's fair. Um, but, like, yeah, it's the the story, the, I guess the actual plot, um, his life, um, and how he tried to make gambling, like, not a thing after he suffered that really big loss at the beginning. And he was really just lying to himself the whole time. That whole story where he was trying to, like, go, like, straight, be legit, is not that great. It's It's pretty... It's pretty boring. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I think the fact that he decides to go straight and then is drawn back in by Worm getting out of prison, they decide to kind of like do a thing and make a run it, and Worm really fucks him over is uh, is 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 good stuff. No, no. What I'm saying is like the him like him being 
Because it's like a trick. It's a it's a fake out. They're trying to make you think that he really went legit and that's the right thing for him before like that turn at the end where it turns out, oh, we find out he beat the the biggest guy in poker and he was really all along de- destined to be a big poker dude. Like, well, but they, they... had to build up that BS. <laughs> um, so I said BS because I know we got moms listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they had to build up that lawyer storyline to support the fact that there was going to be this kind of twist at the end. And I didn't like well, that lawyer storyline that they built. Except that it, for what you're saying, there is one of the pivotal four scenes. I can't remember the guy's name, but whoever hit one of his professors or whatever that he came into the poker game, they have that evening beer or no gin. They're drinking gin. The gin, yeah. And he talks about how his family wanted him to be a rabbi, but he knew he'd never be a rabbi because that's not his destiny. And so that whole scene is what the movie is kind of pivoting on is the fact that Yeah, that turns him. Yeah. Matt Damon is not supposed to be a lawyer, he's supposed to be a poker player. Like that's where his passion is, that's what drives him is reading people in that setting anyway. So yes. That's what the, that's what it's about. It's about him like Choosing himself, like what drives him versus the straight and narrow or whatever. Um, that relationship between him and um, Martin Landau as the actor is uh, is terrific. But yeah, the, he also has the Kanish, right? So he almost has like two father figures in right, this. Right. He does. Yeah, which is interesting because the two of them are, are completely different. You know, Kanish, Kanish is telling him like play poker but grind and have a yeah. job and like make reasonable guy the non-gambler it's like no nah, fuck law school like go ahead and play poker and the other guy is trying to keep but i think that that That's speaks volumes so that cast like malkovich and and landau and um and what's the guy's name um that played kanish john, john, john tortoro um just what's some of the best name? like you know whatever extras i don't know they're not extras but whatever they are the the you know like side characters in a movie at least i think supporting cast i guess some of the best supporting cast in movies can we can we talk about something that bothers me about this movie and it didn't bother me is it the love interest is it worm is it worm it's not worm and it's not the love interest it's something Uh, entirely different i didn't get that at no point is she necessary i like her yeah and i did like who the fuck cares that she moved out well that's i think that's one of the, the things poker game like, of life <laughs> women are the rake uh, <laughs> uh i think that's one Noted. Of the, well that's it's a quote from the it's a line i know you're being Dude, a rake. Worm, one of you guys a, misty you're being a real a worm, rake. it's a worm quote at that and who wants to quote worm really do we do know, you guys fairly. know what, what that means the rake is what you pay the people that host the game. Yes. Yeah. That's the house cut of every pot. The house. Thank you. Yeah. I was watching Molly's game too recently. Yeah. So she okay. I was like, you know, I mean, I remember <laughs> even thinking when I first saw that movie back in, you know, 2007 or whenever it came out. Then <laughs> when he put that line off, I was like, I don't think non-gamblers will understand what that means. Like they the will. average person is not going to get, they're going to be like, oh, that's, he said something about a rake. Like, <laughs> You know, but 
Um, There's a lot of, they do throw out some poker stuff in there too, though, that people won't know, like river and flop and stuff like that. So um, I think they do that on purpose to make you work for it. So people that actually care about the movie are going to try and find out what did that mean. Well, you guys were supposed to let me talk about what what pissed me off about the movie. Let's get back to you, Rob. Yeah. yeah. It was Misty interrupting. That was the worst part of the movie. I'm kidding. Um, so, all right, there's that scene. There's that, that pivotal scene for me where um, he's watching that rerun of, like, an early, early... I know what pissed you off about you this You do, movie. don't you? Yeah. Yeah, because um, it pissed me off, too. We right. talked about this. Here we go. He's watching um, Johnny Chan, right? That's the name of the dude? Like that, that, you know, that one moment where he's like, he keeps checking and like, you know, the guy goes all in and then he, you know, he, he wins and it's this big, powerful moment in, in, you know, poker history. And, and the thing about that scene, the thing about what actually happened when he won was, um, he, the, the term is flopped a nut straight, which I had to look this up. Livius, do you know what this means? Yes. Does anybody else know what that means? No. Jesse? No. From my research, <laughs> a nut straight is like the best possible straight you can have, right? Mm-hmm. Like a straight flush? Like a straight. Whatever straight is going to beat all the other straights is basically what, oh, the, oh, is, is what okay. they call so the like nut if straight. People, if multiple people have straights, yours is the nut straight, the yeah, one right. that wins. Um, yeah, the nuts flop. is commonly what they call the the hand that can't be beat. So, like when you're watching it, like on TV, you see what everybody has. So the commentators say, "Well, he's got he's got the nuts because the they nuts. have already looked okay. and said no matter what cards remaining cards nuts. come up, nobody can beat this hand." <laughs> he's got the nuts. He's got the nuts, and so, so they're hard and, to crack. Yeah, uh, uh, to crack. I don't like it. Don't no, like that's that's crack. what it's for. The nut is the oh. you can't crack that it's a hand. Tough nut to crack, Missy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, so, are you, what are you thinking of in that? Yeah, <laughs> this is, women yeah, can have the nuts yeah. too in poker. Can they? Let's so call him the boobs. Let's call him the boobs. Call... <laughs> He's got the boobs. So <laughs> he flopped the nut straight in that video, and then um, later on at the end when he beats Teddy KGB, it's the exact same thing. He they basically replay the Johnny Chan moment, but where. Matt Damon is the guy who flopped the nut straight because that's how he wins that hand and that's how he wins everything. And I was like, that's a little flimsy and shitty. Don't give him the exact same hand. I'm sure it was different cards, but you know what I'm saying? Like, don't make him. I understand how it's like a um, whatever you want to call it, like a um, what's it called? Allegory or whatever. Um, But it was just a little too on the nose for me. Is that what you were thinking I was going to get upset about, Jesse? That was the one of two things, because there were two things we talked about. And both of them, both things, it's like, I know what they're trying to do, what their intent is, like with KGB's tell. I know what their intent is with him wanting to beat him, honestly, so to speak. Yeah. But it would have been so much more satisfactory to be that that Matt Damon character, to beat (laughs) him, to beat him and then tell him, I figured out your fucking tell you hack. I agree. I didn't get mad at that. I actually was happier that he told him the tell to make him angry and kind of put him on a tilt. To throw him off his game. Because they did yeah. talk about that earlier in, in the movie. Yeah. Too. yeah. So I actually liked that um, because, and two, I think it, that scene would have been so much shorter. It just, it wouldn't have had enough in it. 
because it would have just been the first scene replayed over and over and over every time he ate an Oreo. No, I, I appreciated that they didn't do that. Also, I don't know if this is true because I have played a lot of poker in my life, but um, I think maybe they had to do a straight because it's uh, harder to tell to read that another person might have a straight in their hand than if they've got pairs showing. So that's one of the reasons that Teddy KGB did not know that that was a possibility when he threw the ace down. Like he's like, he's got nothing. There's no matches or what have you. So that's, I think it has more to do with the probability that you can read on a table versus the boobs. The, Missy's got the boobs. <laughs> Missy's got the boobs in this argument. Throw my yeah. wire around too. So yeah, I no, think it had good. more to do with that. Uh, that that walked me back a little bit. I thought I, I want to say that from my personal life. Sunday game is usually like six or seven of us would play Sunday into the wee hours of the Monday morning. Um, we had Oreos because I love Oreos and we always had Oreos pre KGP, but they were not used to win or lose hands that I'm aware of. <laughs> uh, second of all, there's a part in there where Kanish, I think it's when they're in, uh, they're in New Jersey. They're in uh, what's the, the town in New Jersey. Um, where you can gamble in Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Yeah. And he talks about like the guys who are good at the home games or whatever who come down and then get their ass kicked. So I played at a table in Vegas, not in a tournament. This was just a Vegas trip many years ago. My employer sent me on. And yeah, it was essentially that. Like I was pretty good at home. And then I went and played at Vegas and several hundred dollars and like eight minutes later I was like, All right, I'm Shit. I'm done. I don't know if it was eight minutes, but oh yeah, no, I got I got beat badly. Do you what's playing, your, do you have a tell? What's your tell? I have no idea. I don't know if he I... He cries blood. There it is. Crying blood. <laughs> All right, Very good, Jesse. Was that a true blood reference? Because that's pretty amazing if that's where that's that It's a Casino from. Royale no, reference. it's Casino Royale. It's James Bond, man. It's Mads. So I watch James Bond. Mads Mikkelsen is in Casino yeah. Royale. Yeah, I'm aware. And it's him. Why do you cry blood? His... How is that? <laughs> He's got an eye thing. It's a condition. Every Bond villain's got a thing. He's got a crying eye. A blood Can crying eye. Can we do some stars for this? Out of how about we flip a coin to see if we give it stars? Oh, let's do that. Hey, there you go. Oh, National flip a coin. I day. love that idea. Oh, well, Thomas Joyce just said Le Chiffre, and I don't know what that means. Le That's the, Le the character's name. Yeah. Le Chief. There you go. <laughs> okay, see, I'm just re I'm re reaffirming. I have no fucking clue about uh, James Bond. Tails. Wait, what are we what are we flipping a coin for? If we're doing stars or not for Tails, this we give it stars. All right, here we go. Misty's making all those sexy faces. No! Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Misty, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be out of five stars. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And, of course. Work, I've been talking about our old survey. It was out of ten. I had ten in my head. That's what was going on there. Out of chivalry. Amazon, maybe. Is it Ten. No, she's just making up excuses yeah. now. Uh, the all over the place. And spite. I think Misty should go first. Boom. Misty, you got, got the boobs. Um, so I already disappointed Rob earlier today when I said I'm not super crazy about this movie. And seeing it again did not make me more crazy about it. And it's mostly because I hate Worm. You're Matt Damon's eyes are beautiful. 
they're like turquoise <laughs> and the camera's like right here, like 40% of the movie. And that, that, that pulls me in. I also am a fan of the hair, the hair that they have for him at that time. And, um, it's such nineties hair. <laughs> I know, but that's when I was a teenager. So I love that hair. And, um, I like John Malkovich. He's a little over the top, but, uh, <laughs> This is the weirdest review. (laughs) Nothing to do with the movie. Because it really, I don't care for poker that much. I played a lot of it when I was a kid with my family, and it just bores me. I get it. I'm not good at reading people, I think is what it is. So I don't have that skill to be good at it. And so for me, it's about luck. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, just cut to the chase. I'm going to give it three stars and I'm giving it more because we discussed it. I was going to give it two when I thought about it last night, but, um, then the more we discussed about, yeah, anyway, three and I'll probably never watch it again unless someone makes me. I, uh, I want to flip a coin to see if I want to look up what cut to the chase means and explain it to Misty. Wow. So heads, I'm going to look up cut to the chase definition. Tails, I'm not. Uh, <coughs> tails. You got lucky, Misty. Misty's review or her wrap-up or whatever that was made me want to see if anybody else was on Facebook Live that I could watch for a little while. Oh, was... my God. Wow. <laughs> That's why they love you, Misty. I'm brushing my beard on Facebook Live. That is a thing that's happening. Rob told me earlier I don't have to be nice to our guests. Um, Jesse, I don't remember that. Jesse, do you do you want to maybe take a shot at at that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, I saw this in the theater when it came out. I remember very clearly. I, I was very excited about seeing this when it came out. This was back when you know. that was just an asshole and not a rapist so cinema was pretty exciting back then but i feel like it was better the first time i saw it than now maybe i just wasn't as aware of the flaws as much but it still holds up pretty good so i'd say four stars it does hold up i'll give you that like you could tell someone to watch it today and that had never seen it and yeah yeah. I mean, look at the cast. I mean, Landau, yeah. Turturro, Jensen, Damon, yeah. Malkovich. It's probably one of John Turturro's top five Ed, roles, Edward too. Edward Norton? Do we, we want to avoid... Is he in anything now? <laughs> you know, other than Fight Club, I don't know that I really care for Ed Norton. Whoa. Primal Fear, yeah. man. Primal Fear. Ninety seven. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Yeah. Maybe. I'll, I'll give you final fear. Um, Rob, I have to take a note about another segment that we're doing because I just have a great idea. Um, you wanna... <laughs> Is it about Edward Norton? Yes, we're going to do an Edward oh. Norton's birthday episode. Oh. Um, Jesse, that was Rob, an Ed yeah. no, no, no. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, so no one's going to recognize the person who just, um, and this is not a slight against that person, but just nobody knows him. Noah, a friend of ours, Noah, um, just gave me a wavy hand on uh, on our Facebook Live. He is a guy I went to high school with, uh, whom I haven't probably seen in several years, but um, 
Yeah, Noah was like a big, you know, big part of my friend group when I was like, you know, in my teens. So what up, was Noah? He, was he a, was he a Denny's person? No, he wasn't that. He wasn't that. He was too cool for for like my the people that I went to like Denny's with. All right, so so, yeah. so that, that was like you and John and Adam, whose legs don't work. Is that like the extent yeah. of that? Yeah, but that no, it was all those guys. He was just too right. cool for us. So anyway, uh, am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to do a thing? Am I supposed to? Do yep, throw some stars, bro. All right. Um, so here's some things that really, really mattered to me in this movie. Um, in the spa scene, John Turturro was wearing a very nice robe, and I liked. His, <laughs> sure, I like, and I liked his hair in that scene. Um, it was a bathhouse. I mean, there was a fine. It was a bathhouse. Sorry, it was the bathhouse scene. Um, no, I can't. I can't think of. <laughs> I, I I can't think of the things in in fashion and haircuts the way that Misty was. So I was trying to was trying to do a little thing there. I was trying to poke my poke a little finger at that. But um, dude, this movie's great. Uh, since we decided to do this as part of this episode, I bought it. It was like four ninety nine on iTunes. I bought it. I've probably watched it eight times in the last like week and a half. Easily, easily, so good. Like the poker stuff. I'm not a big gambling person. I'm not a big poker person, but I've watched like things enough to like understand that, like the level of authenticity that they uh, uh, arrived at. And I watched some of the uh, extra special features and stuff, and I know that it was important for them to seem as authentic as authentic as possible. Like getting information from people who were in like the poker world and everything. So um, it was great. All the poker side of stuff was great. Um, the regular, like the regular law school Joe humping a job kind of thing, didn't really work for me. Uh, Misty made me appreciate it a little bit more, and you definitely turned me around on that whole like flopping the nut straight thing that I was that I was complaining about before. So I, I was going to give it five stars, uh, but Misty made this a five and a half out of five star movie for me. So thank you, Misty. It's beautiful. All, it's because of you that I blow this thing beyond the five star rating. You just reminded me of something, too, talking about how they wanted all the poker stuff to be authentic and shit. And I could be talking out of my ass because I've never been to, like, a poker club or a secret room or whatever those places are that they were all playing in. But I I just take it as way too easy, lazy writing, the fact that she would even pay him out the 2000 that the house extended him instead of keeping it. No way would that ever fucking happen. Dude, the money they make on the interest on that, the the whatever, the vig, yeah, the vig. And I I think it's because Matt Damon. It's basically against him. It's not. She wouldn't have given it to Worm. It's because he vouched, and so she knows. Which is why she ended up at his apartment. It wasn't that he had a debt. That's Worm not why had she ended debt. up at his apartment. Yeah, she wanted to fuck Matt Damon, and basically what happens it is was those eyes. That she'll throw two thousand dollars to your scummy friend if she if that's what she thinks it's going to take. I don't he know. Got there too. That little desperately <laughs> kiss, and she's like, "I could stay," and he's like pushing her away. <laughs> she, she was close. Hey, baby. Uh, Rob's did. like, I got a couch. She did not have the boobs in that situation. <laughs> uh, did he have I, the nuts, though? He had the nuts. I don't. Um, I don't watch as many movies as um, my co-hosts do because um, I'm not just not a really big movie guy. So I, I don't. It's weird for me because the more I thought about this movie, I was like, you know, I don't think it's a five-star movie. But I like so few movies that I feel the way I do about this one, like that I think that makes it a five star movie. 
So um, here's what I've got. I think the poker stuff was great. I think the acting in most of it was great. I even like that his girlfriend is not likable. Like, I like the fact that they made her unlikable. <laughs> Missy's because- like, what? Like, you know, and he's like, fuck it, whatever. I'm going to play poker in, in Vegas. So, <laughs> the supporting cast was... Uh, Sorry. The supporting cast was great. The supporting relationships were great. Um, I, yeah, I guess I have to go. I'm going to go five stars on this one. <laughs> For years, they've been trying to make rounders, too. And I think oh, the man. challenge is, is that the vast majority of poker just happens online now. Yeah. So it'd probably be a little more boring to to really do a realistic poker movie where it's just Matt Damon <laughs> sitting at a computer clicking shit. I don't know. Did you see that horror movie that was that all took place on a web forum? Unfriended? Yeah, it was great. I loved it. He that loved movie. it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fascinating how they how they did that. And yes, I do binge Korean soap operas occasionally. Occasionally. Sometimes. It's not all the time. Sometimes it's Japanese anime, which is not the same thing. A different Asian country. Yes. Hey guys, can you hear is there rain coming from my, my side of things? Huh. You can't hear rain from me? Mm mm. Okay, no. good, because it's pouring outside. That rain was here a little while ago, Rob. Oh, it made the trip. It made the trip. Gotcha. <laughs> Livy's and I. That, all right, that makes me think. I was just looking at this a minute ago, and it may just be the lighting, but it looks like Misty and Livius and I have the exact same, like, walls, and Jesse has darker walls. That's what I see on my thing. What we're in, uh, Livius and I are in Illinois. For people who don't know, Livius and I are in Illinois. Jesse is up in Minnesota. Misty, for some reason, Texas. It's probably not her choice. I know, and I, I definitely do not were hear born air, Texas, air wasn't choice. coming from Misty's place. <laughs> <laughs> Misty won't put the AC on until it's like 108 outside. Um, all right, so our next our, thing. Until she has company from up north. <laughs> yeah. They sneak around and change the thermostat when she's not looking. That's right. What you got, Livius? So what are we flipping a coin about? <clears throat> well, you know, I uh, you had mentioned something to me earlier, and we were talking about throwback episodes and how we would pick one. Um, so each one of us would come up with a throwback book, and then we would flip a coin on which one we'll review sometime probably, I'm guessing, in July, because I think we're pretty full for June already. Yeah, um, yeah. So do you have your book selection? Absolutely, I do. All right. Would you care to share it? Oh, are we going to do that before? Oh, so, you want to do it before? I got you. Okay. Well, you well no, say? yeah, because people, hey, people should know what the stakes are. Let's flip a coin. We reveal our titles before or after the coin flip. So Fair heads, heads I love re- all of it. Heads we reveal before. <laughs> oh, <Ooh>. yeah. <laughs> what if? What if you don't know whether to flip a coin or not in a situation? You flip a coin. You were leading us in that direction, right? Of course. All right. All right. So, Rob, again, because I'm flipping, I'll let you call what the decision is. So give us a um, you or me, which whose book gets to be done. Heads is Livius. Tails is me. All right. Fuck you. God damn <laughs> I was initially going to do. I don't want to do... read another Richard Lehman book. Oh, another Richard Lehman book. That's what I was just going to say. I was going to do um, one of my favorite Richard Lehman books, The Traveling Vampire Show. 
Um, but instead, while we were talking, I remembered how much I loved, before I saw the movie Primal Fear, William Deal's book, Primal Fear. That was the oh, note yeah. I was like, I was going to have to write down Primal Fear and remember that's my book. So uh, Primal Fear by William Deal coming up in July, maybe August. But uh, that'll be um, our throwback review probably for the year. We do like one a year, right? And so that'll probably be the, the throwback for this year. Well, that will be the throwback. I just don't know if it's just the only one for the year. So there we go. I have do you want another subject I wanted to bring up. No? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you want to know what book lost? Yes. Now I could say anything. Um, but, um, no, it was uh, Sirens of Titan by Kurt Vonnegut. We'll keep that in mind in case there's another coin flip. Total the other thing I wanted to do for this episode... It's a great book. ...was to come up with some way if we talked about... Let's not do it. Maybe we'll talk about it anyway. <laughs> I came across... <clears throat> an article that, and, and I don't remember how I even got to this, but essentially I was surprised by the um, the statement made in that article. So I decided to look up the highest grossing authors of all time. So I'm asking you guys not to not to hit your keyboards, not to look. I'm going to pass it around a little bit and see if any of you can come up with one of the top, we'll say we'll go five, one of the top five best-selling authors of all time. I can guarantee you that between the three of you, without cheating, there's no chance of you getting all five of these. <laughs> hey, before we do so, this, when, well, can we, uh, when can we work in uh, a little drink refresh? You know what? We can do that now, if you'd we'll like. Now. Can we do that now? Yeah. Maybe I'll Should we it. flip for it? <laughs> we can flip for all it. All right. Jesse, what's it going to be? Don't screw me on this, Jesse. <sighs> Tails. Tails is a drink refresh? Yeah. It's Tails. Yeah. <clears throat> Rob right. is going to refresh his drink. Misty is going to refresh her. No? Yep. Okay. I thought we Jesse all were. Is that not what's happening? Jesse's also going to refresh. I don't care what any of you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> to come back. So. All right, let's see what's... Uh, I got out of Facebook, so let's see what's happening over there. Uh, Thomas Joyce still hanging in there, circa 2.30 a.m. Speaking of drink refresh, Rob and Jesse, when's the... Oh, what happened there? An unknown error happened and kicked me out. Uh, next time you guys are going to be hanging together. Uh, I'm going to let them answer that. I don't know that there's anything planned in the near future, though. I usually, uh, I usually do uh, hear about these things in advance. Sorry, my Facebook keeps... Uh, my Facebook app keeps closing. That's not cool. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you guys are Googling, but there's no chance. I'm on the Wikipedia page for a uh, list of best-selling fiction authors, and I was shocked at, um, well, at least at the top three. Round two, maybe not in the top ten, or not in the top five, but I would have guessed top ten. Jesse, my Facebook app keeps crashing on my phone, but JR wants to know when the next time you and Rob will be in the same place. If you have something scheduled, um, potentially later this year, but nothing confirmed yet. Yeah. Hopefully. So, what are we thinking of? We're thinking of the first five authors. Is that? Yeah, just that was trying see to get on. Anybody could hit anything off the top five list. Top five, uh, you know, best-selling authors of all time, highest-grossing, I guess. 
the article I'm looking at says list of best-selling fiction authors, but they're doing it by um, estimated sales. Okay. There's a hat refresh for me too. I don't know if you guys noticed. It's a goddamn wardrobe change in the middle I of a. Yeah. I just got three new hats. I got to fucking wear them in. So choice number two for tonight is Sump. Got some Sump by Perennial. Yeah. It's a coffee stout for anybody who's not aware. And this bottle is the size of a wine bottle, so everybody just strap in. <laughs> Hell um, yes. JR was inquiring about the next time you and Jesse will be in the same place, and Diana says she has Beechwood beer for you guys. Ooh, if it's at Tovarish, bring me the Tovarish. In cans. I'm sweating about that. It's good stuff. Cognac barrel aged. Yeah. Gonna flip this coin and see if we make Misty go first on the best selling author guesses. Uh, heads, she goes first. Tails, Jesse does. Got a heads. Can I get a clarifying question in before we start? Sure. This? Mm-hmm. So you said top grossing of all time. So this is adjusted for inflation, right? Yeah, I've got nothing. Here's what it is it's based on the estimated total sales. Um, yeah, I don't have more information than that. It is uh, they do have a minimum estimated and a max estimated sales, and the ranking is done by the minimum. Although both are essentially the same for those for those writers. So, but yeah, I was really really surprised because this list did not play out um, like I thought it would. Oh, I'm sorry. One more question: Are we talking fiction writers? Yes. Thank you. Yes, fiction writers. All right, I'm going to just go for the ob- what I think is the obvious. Sure. Stephen King. Incorrect. And not only incorrect, <laughs> but probably like 20th on the list. What? See, this is what I'm saying. Like, that would have been one of my guesses for a top five. Jesse, what do you think? Daniel Steele. Very good, Jesse. That's the only one I would have probably guessed, although not in the top five. She is number four. And her. Minimum estimated sales are five hundred million, and the max estimated sales are eight hundred million, and that is done with one hundred and twenty <laughs> books in print. One hundred and twenty books. Like That's a really like good it. run. Yeah, she's like having it. an allergic reaction to that. I don't like it. Uh, Rob. Um, well, I'll tell you who it's not. It's Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> It is not Chuck oh, Palahniuk. As a oh, matter of fact, I don't think he makes this list at all. Too why soon? Why would you do that? Was that, was that too oh, soon? It was. J.K. Rowling. Is that a, an adjustment day on the numbers there? Chuck, Chuck yeah, Chuck Paul. But interestingly enough, Chuck Palahniuk's accountant is listed as number 38. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know he was a writer. Hell yeah. Uh, J.K. Rowling. <sighs> no. J.K. Rowling is close, though. So she is... This list is not numbered, so she is number nine on the list. Now I will okay. say this: she is one step ahead on this list of Dr. Seuss. Well, and I was, you know what? I was, I was going overall, but a lot of her stuff came from residuals from movies. So if we're talking straight up book sales, oh yeah, this is yeah, it's just yeah. best-selling fiction authors. It's all based on. on yeah. uh, all right, uh, you guys want to take one more turn or no? Yeah, let's keep doing this. Wait, right. let's flip a coin to see if we keep going. All right. I don't want Rob, to. Heads we, keep, heads, we keep going. Come on, heads. 
Cat's Tales. Oh. Uh, Thank Jesus. You get to Here's the thing. Well, just flip it till it comes up at two, two out of three. Two out of three. <laughs> what you want. Yeah. No, oh, my God. I cannot tell you how many times I keep doing it. Uh, no, I, I don't think that we read any of these top five. Like, it's not. So bring it on. Go to the comments. Diana says L. Ron Hubbard. No. Interestingly enough, I don't remember seeing him on the list at all. And But the list has got to be 100-plus names. So I'm scrolling. Patterson? What about Patterson, obviously? that's got Patterson to- is on the list, but again, significantly lower on the list than you would, would, uh, you would expect. Yeah. So one of these, and I guess I'll start with number five, Harold Robbins is number five with an estimated $750 million. Harold Robbins um, wrote novels from 19, well, he's born in 1916, uh, died in 1997, uh, 25 bestsellers selling over 750 million copies in 32 languages. And some of those novels are never love a stranger. The dream merchants nope. stone for Danny Fisher, 79 nope. park Avenue, nope. the private baggers, blah, blah, blah. Nope. So, nope. so it's like, Agatha Christie estimated between two and four billion dollars. I win. Billion dollars. I win. Eighty-five books. I did it. (laughs) Eighty-five books for her. And you know, some of this though though holds true for for uh, a few of the people on this list. As I was looking at them, you know, less people buy books today, and since Stephen King has been writing, you know, I'm thinking in the Agatha Christie day, you'd go into everybody's house and they had a couple of Agatha Christies sitting on their shelf because they didn't have fucking television. Oh yeah, everyone read back then. Like, oh, for what sure. about Mark Twain? Is he on that list? He is not on. Uh, he is not at near the top of this list. No, but I'm weirdly, sure. Samuel Clemens is. Oh. <gasps> It was a Mark Ooh. Twain joke. Just oh, that's, that's right. I got you, buddy. Real name. It was real. Shakespeare. William Shakespeare was number two, Fuck. after Agatha Christie. Did also it, estimated between two and four billion dollars, and they're quoting it on forty-two books. I'm guessing forty-two works in general. So. Yeah. So and that's why I asked three? the um, inflation question because, like, I was like, "Is this going to be old ass authors or not?" Yeah. Number three is a lady named Barbara Cartland. Um, who I had not heard of, 723 books this woman put out. She does weird, like, fan fiction or something, doesn't she? I guarantee. Uh, she original I don't Patterson. think so. She's, she was writing, I mean, she died in 2000. She was born in 1901, so I don't think she was doing fan fiction, like, in her heyday, probably 1950 or whatever. Dude, if you don't but, think fan fiction existed back in those days... Um, but yeah, 723 um, is what she's credited with. And I'm sure, you know, during the time she was writing, she was probably doing like short stuff for periodicals. And <laughs> She's like, no, it's told from Heathcliff's perspective. Wait, was it's it really like, good. Come on. Was it a romance novelist? Because that's what Thomas Joyce says. She is a romance novelist there from from, yeah. from England. Oh, that's why so, he knows. He's probably yeah. friends with her. Yep. She's British. So <laughs> they know each other. Everybody, everybody does. Yeah, he's not. He's not in England though. He's in uh, Scotland, I think. Right, Scotland, Thomas. Yeah, he's by that dog suicide bridge. He lives right. He lives. (laughs) Missy, did you know this? He lives at the. He not at. 
but he lives right there. Like it's in the it's in his area. The dog suicide. He's the one that pushes the dogs off. Yeah, he's the one with suicide. <laughs> he's the one that's hanging out at the bottom with like fucking the checklist. That, begging one. strips, <laughs> like begging strips, just trying nice. to entice them over the. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> next it. door neighbor, duh. Yeah. <laughs> So I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, names you know, uh, they they all come up. Everybody you guys said pretty much comes up, but yeah, significantly lower on the list. And I think because they're just a lot more recent, and that we're we're buying less books, which is sad. It is sad. I agree. My face. Are we buying? Less what books? else you guys got? I'm, I think I'm a little out of uh, out of stuff. June fourth. If you guys want to do an episode day after tomorrow, we could do this again. It's Cheese Day. You get like a plethora of cheeses. Uh-oh. You guys um, could get Adam from Oshkosh, whose legs don't work. Mm-hmm. He, I want to tell you that, like in my entire life, so I was born in Wisconsin. That is a major cheese state. Mm-hmm. I lived in Vermont for two years, probably one of the top three cheese states. Mm-hmm. And then last summer, I spent my entire summer in California, which is probably the third biggest cheese state. Nice in, in the in the state in the country. So I am. Bob likes cheese. Cheese up. Um, cheese up, hose down. Cheese up. I got the nuts <laughs> on cheese. Um, I, I wanted to say really quick, in my research, one thing that kept coming up, coin tosses really only in everyday life happen in kind of like a few. It's not like they're in the boardroom deciding what the next product is going to be based on a coin flip. But there are certain major things that are decided on a coin flip. And one of them is in sports. So in I was sports, literally going to say football. Oftentimes. Oh, hang on. Dan Hines, do a remote from the Cheese Castle. What's a remote? Anyway. He needs a I think he's saying broadcast. like a broadcast. Yeah, but nobody says a remote. Anyway, so <laughs> sports, like at the beginning of like uh, football, right? Don't they figure out who's doing yeah. what first with, with a coin toss? Coin toss. Um, yes. Who's offensive uh, defense? Yeah, yeah. And cricket. I know cricket is another sport that heavily relies on coin tosses to decide things. Um, but another arena that's kind of scary is politics. So in my reading, I noted that when a lot of things come down to a vote that is is too close to call, <laughs> coin tosses. And like, Are you serious? Yeah. And then the most recent example would be... Um, in the Democratic primaries for the uh, presidential race in 2016, I think the Iowa caucus was decided uh, between who would get um, the, the delegates uh, between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton based on a coin toss. So, and it ended up being multiple coin tosses because those weren't even going well. So it was because like, <laughs> they were so, like Sanders like, and they were like, no, no, two out of three, two out right, of three. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, politics, my mom just says tennis. So yes, tennis, tennis is one that has coin tosses, but like it's sports and it's politics is where lots of coin tosses happen. And then I realized too, when I was browsing through Reddit, there's a lot of gaming related things that have a coin toss involved, like video games. I don't understand. I didn't even care enough to like research what that means, but like there's some video game, but there's lots of coin tosses involved. Well, I mean, I think, and it sounds absurd, especially in politics, right? But if you get it to the point that you have, you know, X amount of people have voted, 
and it's tied, say, you know, yeah. 20 to 20 or 100,000 to 100,000, it's even, then, then a coin toss is as good a system as as any, if that makes that sense, right? I mean, then you're like, we're so divided on it, so equally divided that it really doesn't matter. You just give it to one I side or the other. To give it a chance, yeah. I'm, agree- I'm agreeing because, it's like, fate. what is a more fair system than, um, ran- like, random at that point? Mm-hmm. Like, if... If there's a million people on each side, and then the, the number is exactly even, there has to be a decision, and there's not another vote to add to the mix. How do you do it? Yeah. But like, there's something inherently frightening about the fact that, like, well, yeah. so because like, if you think about, it, you could back it up and be like, <clears throat> that entire thing, you could have said, we're not doing a vote, we're just doing a, to- a coin toss, and it would have had the exact same outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's really frightening, but it is what it is. There is, uh, and currently, I think that we have a pretty solid, you know, near half division in the country. The 2020 elections could be div- divided by a, decided by a <laughs> coin was, toss. We'll see about the that. Hyper, Talking about hyper. a career change here? Yeah, no, no not for me. President? <laughs> he, he's the official coin tosser. <laughs> mm. One more thing in my research about co- tossing coins. Um, the city of Portland, Oregon, was named on a coin toss. It was down to either Portland or Boston. No it, way. Those are the two possible names that that city was going to have. And on a coin toss, Portland won, and that's why it's Portland, Oregon. All right. I have to ask a question because, again, I'm not real good with geography. Um, there's a Portland in another state, Maine. right? Maine. And there's a Boston in another state, right? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. They just couldn't come up with another fucking name. They just loved yeah. those two places enough that they were like, well, we'll call it, we'll name it after either Portland, Maine, or Boston, Massachusetts. Like, I don't... But it kind of tracks. They're like, well, we're unoriginal already. We just can't decide which direction to be unoriginal. In. How unoriginal? So we're going to... It's no worse than Paris, Texas, right? Uh, uh rude. How did Paris, Texas get its name? I mean, obviously, it's similarity to the seat of culture of France and arguably probably Europe. I've never been there. I don't know. Um, we're going to flip a coin on if we look up how Paris got its name. Um, heads, we do. God damn it. Heads. <laughs> Fuck, I really didn't want to do this, yeah. but I'm going to look up. To how- the internet. To the internet. While Livius is looking that up. Um. You guys have any other thoughts on on games of chance? I do. I guess it, it is worth um, pointing out because we talked about it at great length, but we never acknowledged the fact that um, the movie Rounders is entirely about poker, and it's almost entirely about specifically. Uh, Literally, was going to ask if we were going to talk about poker. The No Limit yep. Texas Hold'em kind of thing, which arguably, and I think I don't even think it's arguable. It's pretty much like, kind of commonly accepted that it's not a ch- game of chance. It's a skill game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Correct. definitely. So, yep. to my point, we all understood. For anybody who's watching, who's like, why are these assholes talking about coin flips and, and then watching a movie <laughs> about poker? We get it. <laughs> there wasn't, turns out, turns out there wasn't an entire movie where Matt Damon is flipping coins. <laughs> and so... Oh, we had to play not the yet there isn't. Are we sure there isn't a Sylvester Stallone movie, though, from the 80s that's all about coin flipping? Whoa, are you being serious? Because that would be amazing. I know he did Over I'm, the I'm Top. Not, 
there. Is. We could watch an arm wrestling. Is there an arm I wrestling? I knew date? over the top was coming up. I knew it. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. Livius, we watch over the top. David James oh. Keaton is a fifth holiday episode guest oh, for oh the arm wrestling God. holiday. Let me tell you, that would just be a David James Keaton episode. Yeah, well, that would be great. We don't have to talk as much or think about what's going <laughs> Yeah, I can't find anything on the naming of Paris, Texas, so we'll go with Rob's explanation because it made the most sense. <laughs> it's, it's glaring. It's so similar. Yeah. Jesse, earlier like today I was watching Turbo Kid, which arguably oh. is also an arm wrestling movie. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that one. I love that movie. Such a good movie. I don't oh, think I've ever heard of such a good movie. second one in the works. Rob. Okay, hold Jesse. on. I'm looking up the city of, of Paris, next, Texas. Next. Wait, um, hold on. Misty's got the secret the secret Texan book out she's now. On, she's on Texas Nexus. <laughs> she's like, hold on. Let me log into the things okay, that Texans are okay. allowed to know. So it's me, named... Right? It's named after. It's literally named after Paris for Paris. It has its own Eiffel Tower with a cowboy hat on top, <laughs> and it stole its name just like apparently we have a Detroit. Like you stole Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> a little less aggression. <laughs> Tower and it would suddenly be theirs. <laughs> you know what? Texas is great. <laughs> oh, Jesse, did you catch my Texas Nexus reference? Did anybody get my Texas Nexus? I don't know what it means. Lexus Nexus is this like huge yeah. online database. I got um, you. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's like the. I didn't think it even existed anymore, though. <laughs> what is it a database of? It's like if you're like, look, it's just, it's like an information, it's an information database. It's like if I was a lawyer or like a, uh, like a, like someone in the media or something like that, I would use that as a reference database for like information when I'm like researching something. So saying Texas Nexus is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I, I agree. Precious. <laughs> like there's a database just about. <laughs> Just about what's important Texas. about Texas. <laughs> Come on. Oh. <laughs> of course there would be. Oh, my God. It's got a very <sighs> thorough tracking of the migratory patterns of the wildlife. <laughs> Where all the longhorns are at all times. <laughs> they're they not really, tall anymore, oh my guys. Gosh, they're not. You guys would be devastated. You would be devastated. Did, I am. Did they move the fences back? <laughs> They're, they're building. They're putting an apartment up there where the Longhorns were when you guys were here. It's now an uh, it's an apartment building. They're building. It's terrible. Wait, I going. no longer live in nature. <laughs> they're building an apartment building. It's going to lean a little bit, and they're going to put a cowboy hat on top. <laughs> oh, it's good. Oh, John got my reference. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Um, um, so before, and, and I'm not really ready for us to wrap up, but we do need to start thinking about the next holiday. And, and the next holiday, we're going to look for some suggestions, and we're going to use the Almighty. Well, isn't the Fourth of July like just a month away? Well, how much more we can we talk about the flag? 
Oh. Are we doing the 4th of July? I thought we were just waiting until Halloween then. I felt... It's a long time now. Jesse! Jesse's Jesse, that's cool. You don't have to like, guys, three episodes a year is a little much for me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, other than the 4th of July, like... Well, I mean, no, but if, I if felt you're like... really down for Arbor Day, I guess we can do that, but... <laughs> we can talk about I, that about Earth. trees. Is Arbor I Day. felt like 4th of July was kind of like a Christmas and a, a Halloween type thing. That's a big holiday. How do we skip that? I mean, how much can... We've already done it, though. How much more can we say about... I'm pretty sure we can pick a better movie. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm gonna, Those I'm gonna... are... Shots fired. I'm going to break in, and there's nothing better than Southland Tales. I'm going to break in here by saying that Livius oh. is getting some attention in the comments right now. Joe Prindle, um, who people will absolutely recognize as one of the hosts of the Fatinee Movie Podcast, along with Dan Hines, who commented earlier, uh, says Livius prefers grape jelly because he is a gentleman. Is that true? Uh, yes, but I have no idea why he said that. Or why so. it makes you a gentleman. Um, right, yeah. And then Katie says, Skylar kissed you, Livius. Skylar's my Aww. granddaughter. In the event you guys have not seen me tagged in hundreds of photos with the most adorable little girl in the world. Hi, Skylar. Aw. Um, Joe says he would kiss you also. Tom Joyce is having a whole lot of fun with it. And Joe says, this is fun. What are you guys doing? I mean, I put this, I put it for anybody who is, uh, for my co-host, you haven't seen it. In the center, it says National Flip a Coin Day holiday episode. Uh, so, um, hopefully, Joe, that'll help you out. We're doing an episode where we're talking about things that have to do with flipping coins. I found our holiday, by the way, while this was just going on. Since Misty hated our 4th of July movie, we're going to do National Beach Day on August 30th and watch Baywatch. The entire series? Beach Day? No, with The, with the Rock. Yeah, yeah, the movie, Olivia, yeah. duh, with um, Alexandra Daddario oh. in it, if you need any All right, more. so here it is. <laughs> National Beach Day being the next episode. <laughs> uh, Misty's like, fuck this. So, Misty, call it. What's it going to be for uh, if we do Beach Day and watch fucking Baywatch for the next episode, for the next holiday episode? <laughs> do you have a stroke? What's happening here? Yeah. Heads. Do you smell burnt toast? Heads what? Uh, heads is that we have to do that atrocious <laughs> idea. Because that's how I feel about giving. This just happened. I tell you, my granddaughter's <laughs> walking, and this is this is what happens. No. <sighs> Jesse, I'm like again. remote high fiving you right now. <laughs> He's like crying. <laughs> Oh, you're, so National you're Beach Day, August 30th, we're going to do this again. It seems like it's far away. Oh, it's two months. August? Oh, it's June, July, and yeah, but it's at the end of August. That's three months, yeah. Thomas Joyce says best two or three. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Thomas Joyce on this. He's doing the Michael Scott um, threat level midnight, best of seven. Best of seven. <laughs> and it was the first time it was heads, the second time it was tails, then heads, tails, heads, tails. So the seventh really decided it, so you didn't need to do the other six. Uh, I don't know. It took Misty too long to decide on that first. <laughs> Unless we have a better a better suggestion. So, um, what else do you guys have on National Coin Flip Day? I'm showing my We've shirt because Joe asked pops. what's on my shirt. Aww. Smash the pastryarchy. Barney wine is life. 
Cute. And an otter giving you one of these. Whatever kind of things. Yeah. Not sure what any of this means. Well, do you want me to go into it? It has to do with beer. <laughs> I'm flip a coin whether I explain my shirt. Yes. God, I hope this goes better than the watching Bay Watch. Tails, I explain my shirt. God damn it. This coin <laughs> flipping does not work out very well. It does not. So it's a terrible way to make decisions. In beer, a trend, a very popular trend lately, has been um, stouts with stuff added. Um, like, this is a stout with coffee added. And this is a very tame example. Like, people will throw anything in stouts now. There's, like... Ice uh, cream. Or, yeah, ice cream. <laughs> yeah. But the whole idea is, like, basically, like, anything you'd find in a bakery that would make a baked good taste good, like, is now being added to beers and to stouts and it's getting out of control. So, he's called... The dude that made this is calling them, like, pastry beers. So, the pastryarchy is the people in charge who are making these stouts. <laughs> God that damn are, it, that's clever. Right? Uh, and yeah. bar- <laughs> barley wine is a very kind of straightforward um, type of beer that uh, me and Jesse are really into. And so, like, people who are fans of barley wine might. I just want to of- say that since Rob started explaining his shirt, we've lost two viewers. <laughs> Which two viewers, though? Rob, I can't see that. So, uh, this guy's basically saying that, like, the whole, like, stout pastry beer thing is out of control, and barley wines are the way to go. Um, I don't know how the otter got involved or why he's throwing But he's very cute. But he's definitely helping out with the overall design of the shirt. Yeah. So, so that's that. Um, I'm I'm sure it's the moms that dropped off because once Rob starts talking about beer, they're like, we don't need to hear this nonsense anymore. So I'm okay with that. Sticking to my guns, Missy. You're not going to back me down. Or you know, it was probably it's probably Olivia's granddaughter until Missy started swearing and stuff. (laughs) Um, Joe would like to know what's under Rob's shirt. Um, That only happens. That doesn't happen. Only happens in private Skype calls. (laughs) We don't do that in public. We're going to make that a hundred dollar a month. Um, level of our mm-hmm. Patreon mm-hmm. is if you per, if you're su- if you're subscribing idea. at hundred dollars a month, you get archival footage of Rob on Skype with his shirt off. Patreon.com slash booked. That's Jesse, our tech guy. At a hundred bucks a month, I send you I send you links to my uh, my my newest uh, online persona that I've been posting photos to online. You have an online. Persona? Trust me, you don't want that. <laughs> Olivia and I can we? We probably shouldn't talk about this, right? I think I talked. Did we talk about it the last episode? I don't know if you got into the specifics that you and I had a conversation about. No, 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 we didn't. I had said though that I was I was busy. I think I said something about being busy registering my new username on on all the social media platforms. Yeah. So yeah. Is that where we're going to leave that? I think that's where we're going to leave, leave that. that. Yeah. All right. We could flip a coin about it, but just, I don't want just that so we're oh, Hold on. No. Heads, heads, that's where we leave it. All right. <sighs> I can't tell you how relieved I am right now. <clears throat> I didn't want to be. I just didn't want to be accused of being gross. What was it? Gross to women? Gross about women? Um, saying things about women that are gross. I think is what it. That was it. Yeah. 
No, that make women. Let's see Jesse. Good. I'll tell you all about it when we get offline. Yeah, I figured. Um, I don't know if I have much else. I mean, so preferred coin for flipping, I have to imagine is the quarter, right? I didn't look this up. But I imagine yeah. a quarter is the preferred. Yeah. So the size, not the size quarter. If anybody realizes this is what I've been flipping all night, <laughs> and people are like, "Man, his camera's great. He can get a quarter up there." Libby's for size comparison purposes, quarter. Not I feel big. like the fifty cent piece is probably the the most ideal size, but it's not such a common coin. Yeah, that no one just has them in their pocket. This says this is worth forty quarters. Damn, get that reference now. I paid ten bucks for this thing. Ten bucks. I knew that there was some uh, conversion involved. Math. And I, <laughs> There's some math. I didn't want to get my calculator. It's like Forty quarters. I could do laundry for like a week and a half. I'm still waiting for that problem to be solved for mankind. What? What? What, what problem? What? Math. We got Paul Tremblay for that. <laughs> yep, he teaches math. One. One high school class at a time. He's, How did uh, we not get him on the flip a coin? So cute. We should have. It's true. I think and he's he actually in New York probably, right now for a book thing, though. He can probably ex- explain Schrodinger's cat. Like, I mean, that's more of a science thing than like a math thing. No, 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 no. It's about it's it's probability. It's, yeah, it's, it has. I, I always thought it was more of a philosophy thing. I thought it was just magic. <laughs> so we and get J.K. Rowling on and have her explain Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. Like, yeah. Favorite best. coin yeah. tosses for movies and TV, guys. You got them? Sorry, say that again? Favorite coin tosses for movies and TV? Two-Face. Oh, Misty sold the obvious one. Because I don't know any other ones that I had yeah, to get out there. Was, yeah. Harvey Dent. I, that's not. I mean, that is an obvious one, but I thought you would have guessed the other obvious one, which is even better. Uh, Sugar. No Country for Old Men. That was gonna be. That was gonna be the the deep cut that I went for. If all else failed, that was my backup. The the coin toss scene in the gas station or whatever. I. Re- yeah. 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 So what do you got, Livius? I. I mentioned Two Face much much earlier, so I'm gonna call that one mine. <laughs> you did that. You're stealing you that did. from Misty. <laughs> well, no. When Misty was talking about making every decision, I I said she's goddamn Harvey Dent. <laughs> now oh, I did. I, hear you. <laughs> I did mention the uh, Michael Scott on the Office thing, but I totally stole that from Jesse because he mentioned that like days ago in a, in a text conversation. So I can't take credit for that. So. <laughs> And by mentioned, he means I recorded <laughs> that, that while watching it <laughs> and then texted it. The effort, the effort that went into that. I can't take, I can't steal credit from that. There's really, I guess that's a lesson too. There's not a lot of really famous coin tossing moments in, in, in entertainment. It, uh, well, TV and movies, obviously we mentioned like sports and stuff, but. Um. I'd like to interrupt and say Adam, whose legs don't work, has joined the live stream. So, Adam, what up, man? You were mentioned, like, so many times in, like, the first hour of this. I got to take it out. Don't get excited, Joe Prindle. Oh, <laughs> Nice. Adam, it's the Schrodinger. Oh, it's dead. <laughs> no, it's alive. No, it's alive. 
Yeah. Let's see if it's I'm a live twice that. in a row. I'm Misty's excitement is almost like she thinks you, it's a real cat. I'm so excited. <laughs> no, I can't tell you. Like, I just read a book about this. So, all right. I'll tell the story about this. So, this... Um, this came in a bag of gifts that Adam uh, in Oshkosh, whose legs don't work, gave to me on Christmas Eve at the McDonald's in Lake, Zur- <laughs> in Lake Zurich, where his whole family was for some reason, uh, because he wanted to give me um, Christmas gifts, and uh, he wasn't going to be able to go to our annual Christmas kind of coffee thing, I think is what it... Anyway, he gives me this bag of stuff, including a vinyl soundtrack for, I think, the new Twin Peaks season... Like I got nice. it on vinyl. It's fucking sweet, and it was a really, really good, uh, good gift. But then he just had this bag full of like random stuff he bought on clearance at GameStop that I could kind of like distribute to our other friends, <laughs> which I never did. <laughs> like Adam, <laughs> that it's all it's all in that bag in my apartment. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm I was moving stuff around so that my bedroom didn't look as you know uh, um, messy as it actually normally is. And I, I ran across that bag, and I was just looking at what was inside, and I saw this thing, and it was like, it was basically saying that this is a way that you can make choices on whether the cat is dead or alive. So I only knew this was in here <laughs> because I was getting ready for this episode, and it was the perfect prop for this episode. So thank you, Adam. Your gift uh, came in way handy literally like half a year after you gave it to me. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Hi, Adam. It's the awkward silence when we have nothing else on the document to talk about. Should we flip a coin to see if that's the episode? Um, we... Misty's ready to go to sleep is what's going on. Misty goes to sleep at about 8 o'clock every night. No, no, no. Oh, we we can flip say... a coin to see if she gets to go to sleep tonight. At all? No, I was going to say that there... <laughs> Stay up all night. <laughs> Missy has to pull an all-nighter. Sorry. This new topic. Go ahead. Huh? What's the next topic? I we just covered all the TV <laughs> I've been watching on the last episode, so I don't oh, want to yeah. do. I don't want to do TV shows or movies. But let's uh, let's do that, Jesse. What's a what's a movie everybody should be watching that you've seen recently? Oh, Tragedy Girls. Have we talked about that yet? Ad nauseum. Oh. <laughs> I mean, at least Rob has. I don't it's know. No less, it's no less uh, accurate. Yeah. Let the 10 minute mark or wherever it was that I was falling asleep and turned it off. So I could probably catch up right from that part. Wow. Wow. Um, okay. Well, other than that one, I did finally get around to seeing Thor Ragnarok. And I know Rob is, has stated that he also, me like him, is we're kind of sick, both sick of the comic book thing and the Marvel Universe overall. But. God damn, that movie was fun. Yeah. That was really good. I like yep. that a lot. Yeah. Well, Kate Blanchett looked fucking amazing. Isn't, um, what's her name in that too from, uh, yes. Her? Eva, Eva Green? No. 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 <laughs> nope. Okay, I thought you were, you I were thought you were about the Westworld girl. Yeah. I thought, um, what's her name from uh, Penny Dreadful? Nope. Oh, I thought she was in that. Is there someone that looks a lot like her that maybe I saw in the trailer and thought was her? Kate Blanchett? Maybe. All right. Yeah. I have not Kate seen Blanchett any of the Thor movies, 
so I don't. This one's pretty funny. This is the only good one. Jeff Goldblum um, out is of in all it? the Thor Thor movies. Take and it. um, what's his name? Well, Livius. Yeah, Mark the guy Ruffalo. who did What We Do in the Shadows is the director, and he's also in the movie. There's, some pretty, there's a lot of, yeah, there's some, like, very silly stuff. It's not just, like, a comic movie. Like, there's, it, it pokes fun at itself. There's some comic moments. <laughs> Jesse mentioned something worth uh, worth maybe discussing, the What We Do in the Shadows TV series. Yeah, I'm really buddy. excited about that one. I mean, that could literally be season three of The View. That would be amazing. Is there a time on that? I'm on, <laughs> I'm on IMDb right now. Um, the werewolves? They're not swearwolves. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. That whole thing about um, why they always uh, why they always want to want to bite virgins. Brilliant. <laughs> or when the cops come, like, oh, that's really dangerous. You shouldn't you shouldn't have that there. <laughs> Misty, have you seen what we do in the shadows? It is on my list. Strongly recommend it. Yeah. Strongly recommend it. I didn't know what to expect. It, it literally blew me away. Such a great movie. It is a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought it. I bought it having not seen it, based on Livius's um, like recommendation. And I knew, and I'm like, I was worried because he's Romanian. And it's a vampire movie. Um, <laughs> just worried I was, you know. Uh, but it ended up being very good. It's very good. Um, and you got that type of humor in Thor Ragnarok. Um, so it was good. It's very good. Um, Joe wants to know, he said this is a really wholesome show. Are we funded by a church? No, Joe, as a matter of fact, we're funded by donations from people just like you. So uh, you can go to patreon.com slash booked and donate as little as a dollar a month or as much as you would like. And every dollar is appreciated. Adam, whose legs don't work, says justified is, is really damn good. Agreed. Aww. So I'm watching with the, the boyfriend. He's never seen it. He's obsessed. Oh, so good. Um, it is so good. We're on season four. Yeah, season four. That show, I will, whenever I'm like, man, I just want to, I just want to put something on, maybe in the background, but I don't necessarily need to pay attention. I just play season one over and over again. It's just like my background. I know it's awesome and I'll appreciate it if I look up and watch what's going on. So good. Yep. Santa Clarita Diet, on the other hand, pretty fucking awful. Terrible. <clears throat> Had some hopes for that show, but I think it made it three or four. Is he? I is he? Him. Is he stoned all the time? He kind of Santa Clarita like Diet. He is red eyed and like squinty eyed through the entire second season. My God, you watched the first season and the second season? Yeah. Yes, I did. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't get better. There is some funny stuff in season two, but overall, <laughs> overall, it's not. Yeah. That's so surprising. I just keep watching it. It's not good, but I watch it. So surprising. I mean, I felt that way about the blacklist, and I watched like three seasons of that before finally. That's still up. on TV, and it has a spinoff too. Is that right? That spinoff lasted like eight episodes. Yeah, the spinoff's dead. Yeah. yeah. The spinoff failed so hard that they killed the main character of the spinoff back on Blacklist. (laughs) Um, I uh, was very saddened by the Lethal Weapon news. Oh, yeah, because that guy got kicked off for being an asshole. Yeah, I... uh, That's been my favorite new TV show, like, the last two seasons. And and I start... So I thought it was going to be terrible. 
I gave it one episode. I was like, it was okay. It was but like good. by the third week, it was the thing I was looking most forward to every week. It's Lethal Weapon. And now I don't even know if I want to watch season three now that um, I've Clayton Crawford or whatever his name is is not on the show anymore. Um, I, I think the chemistry between those two guys was really good, considering the fact they were like at each other's throats. Um, yeah, but you're getting Sean William Scott. The trade-off is you're getting Sean William Scott. I feel like that is an, in the positives column. The show is no longer about about Riggs and Murtaugh. It's about whoever that guy is and Murtaugh. And I don't know if it's going to hold up. Just look at his work on such movies as Southland Tales. <laughs> uh, <laughs> best oh, yeah. He's from the American Pie movie. Yeah. But he's better known from Southland Tales. Yeah. Yeah. Is best he? known for Southland Tales. What a shitty movie. Wow. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> These guys obviously aren't patriots. Jesse. Should we flip a coin to see if we watch Southland Tales again? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're doing the it beach thing, right? It doesn't matter. We are doing the beach thing, unless... Unless they decide. We're going to have further discussion after we're not live. <laughs> it's going to be a closed-door meeting. National Beach Day episode, do we all, like, Skype in from the beach? Well, yeah, late August. I mean, yeah, I guess you could still do that in late August, depending. Texas, you can. I don't know about Minneapolis. Late August, you could get snow. <laughs> I'm going to have to work on my beach kidding? body, is what it's I'm gonna saying. It's going to be so hot up here in late August. Like, Texas hot? Oh, Misty, what happened there? You okay? Was that a sneeze? Did you manage to block a sneeze? Hey, so did we talk to these two about StokerCon 2019? Um, Where is maybe? it? Where is it? It's in Dallas. No, no. BoosterCon is in, in Dallas. Michigan. Oh, BoosterCon's in Stoker Dallas. StokerCon 2019 is in Michigan. Um, in like May. May. Oh, man, it's just a slight drive from Rob's place. No, yeah, it's three. It's less than four hours' drive from my apartment to get to where in Michigan this is taking place. They're, just pretend to be excited for the fact that we're, like, live. Oh, no, I'll go. Are you going to go? Yeah, we're locked in. We're going. Oh, well, let's do it. Yeah. I'm down. I'm totally down. Yeah, yeah Josh Whoa. Mallerman is uh, one of the guests or the guest of honor. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Already, I am 100%. I, already, I mean, I was. Now I'm 110. I've already messaged privately, privately with Josh Mallerman, and he's very excited about the fact of meeting up with us. Uh, at, this at that. is yeah. awesome. So, Lock it in. Uh, so, Kikon 2019. It's, it's, by the way, next time you message him, tell him it's his job to get us uh, with Robert McCammon, too. Oh yeah, I'll let him know. I'm sure he'll make that happen. He's have you? Like, he is the most enthusiastic person in the world about like everything. He'll be like Robert McGammon. These guys are the best book reviewers in the universe, <laughs> in the fucking in the history of time. He'll he'll have it. I mean, he's not wrong. He's I mean, right. There were some other book related podcasts out yeah. there for a while. <clears throat> that, you guys uh, have won awards. They've all fallen off. Yeah, not all of them. This is horror is still around. So yeah, but they're not going to be there. We are. No, they're not. We're going to be with Josh Mellerman and Robert R. McCammon and probably some other people. Yeah, probably going to be doing dope. some panels. I'd like that. Making some beer yeah. milkshakes. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Maybe some Patreon-exclusive content from there. I'm excited. Maybe. This is the best news. Yeah, dude. It's um, early May. So, wait. So, are you not going to do BoosterCon, then? We are not. 
It doesn't match up with Livius' schedule because of a trip to New Orleans that's already planned, I believe. So um, Nola. Which, by the way, Livius, I'll be in New Orleans a week from tomorrow. I am envious. Honestly, I'm envious. So you'll have a great time. Other than all that work, mandatory shit you have to do, apparently. I do. One day, Livius is just going to be like, what, you mean I can just move to New Orleans? Like, that's... <laughs> that's a thing? I can just live there? But then you have what? to take the grandbabies. See, and that's what... That is... I have made the wise choice in my life, or maybe unwise, depending on how you look at it, to not tether myself to children and grandchildren, so I can pick up and move wherever I want, whenever I want to... <laughs> Without fear of missing out on some significant thing in my life because a child can't move across the country <laughs> on my whim. Yeah. So, cheers. cheers. No, no. Can I tell Did you guys they ran? Romanian? Huh? Can we, yes. Can, can we get that again? No, no. Uh, it's so fucking N O R, like N O R O C. But with roll the, the like R a little, little bit? Bulgar. Yeah. But like a yes. little R roll, not like a yep. huge one. Yeah, correct. Guys, I was at work the other day, and I was using a system um, uh, that I have to, like, input things, and you have to, like, put in the person, you know, that, that works at the company. It's going to take care of That's the only way to, like, fill it in. It, like, will search through names, and then you click it. So I was putting in my name. <clears throat> and for the first time ever at my work, another Livius popped up. Whoa. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, off air, off air, because I don't want to say the name. Off air, I have jokes um, about this. So if anyone reminds me, on air, I'm not going to say it because uh, you know work stuff. But yeah, oh, um, there's another Livius. There, there, there's more than one. Wow, at my no, company, in my heart, there's only one. <clears throat> exactly. Adam and Oshkosh asks. Speaking of, did we get a ghost baby update? There was a minor baby update on an earlier episode, one that dropped like a couple episodes ago, where I said that I hear the baby every now and then, but not as often as I did before. But I do hear that, for anybody who's curious, it's this wall. On the other side of this wall <laughs> is a baby crying. Maybe. Sometimes. <laughs> it used to be all the time. Now it's sometimes. I'm okay with that. Um, at the mom. So the, the, here's the thing. The update that I do have is I still from time to time see the mom in her car, but there is a mystery African American man now who shows up from time to time. Usually there's louder music playing in the car. Um, and I think marijuana. <laughs> Wait, so, so he shows up to the car or to the apartment? Well, I've only ever seen him in the car with her. I've never heard them in the apartment. Not interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they cry less the older they get, right? African-American men? <laughs> no, babies. I don't, I don't have enough. Oh, babies? <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's my understanding. <laughs> that's my understanding, yes. They do cry less. <laughs> Until they become so, aware of politics, and then they cry a whole lot more. Oh. Hmm. Until until then they learn that everything's decided by a coin flip and then they just relax. Yeah, they just give up. They're like, oh, everything's pointless. I can chill. Oh, okay. okay. Tom Joyce, anybody else creeped out by the way Rob was caressing that wall? Is anybody creeped out by that? Having no. been with Rob in person, that's one of the least creepy things he does. Yeah. So now, that didn't on. bother me. Not even a little bit. 
<laughs> I don't do. I'm not a creepy dude, though. Unless no, I've dr- drank too much, and and usually that's really forgivable. <laughs> I was, was going to tell a story, but again, it's not it's not for the podcast. So one of these Skype calls gone wrong. <laughs> it got a little weird and creepy with Rob. Yeah, but that probably wasn't my fault. I'm going to go ahead and say that. That no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't your fault. Yeah. There we go. I think we're running down. I think we're winding it down. It's been almost two hours. It's been an hour and 45 minutes almost. I think that's a respectable amount of time for a holiday episode about coin flipping. (laughs) Further than I thought we'd get on it. I figured like we were going to creak past that hour mark and be like, well, technical difficulties. I don't know. We're um, so to recap. There, the next episode may be at the end of August, unless Misty and I can negotiate better terms for the next episode. Hey, respect the coin, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you can't respect the coin, where are we in as a society? There if it's is good uh, enough for Congress. There is likely. Wait, what is this? Adam says, also, Rob, they need more of your dad, friends, rants, and your disappointment in our viewing habits. Um, what? <laughs> I have no idea what that's referring right. to. We'll do that on an up- upcoming. Adam, leave that as a voicemail so we understand what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that'll be the next holiday episode. Uh, next episode you'll get from Booked, and it might be a little late because, Rob, I don't know if you know what the page count is for the next book that it's we're over reading. 500, uh, over 500 pages. It's over 500 pages. It is The President oh. is Missing. By James Patterson, Bill Clinton, swinging dick Bill Clinton. Yeah. Wait, is that a a legitimate nickname of his? I have no idea. It is now. All right. That's that's the only way I'm going to refer to him on the next episode. So... And uh, we'll be joined, in all likelihood, by Rob Hart, um, who is also a James Patterson co-author. So uh, that'll be very cool. Uh, If you want to help support the podcast, patreon.com slash booked. For as little as $1 a month, you will get access to spoiler talk for um, uh, a lot of episodes. We've actually done spoiler talk for, like, every book for, like, the last three months, I think, now. So, And I can guarantee spoiler talk on this Patterson swinging dick Bill Clinton book. Um (laughs) Can we call him Swinging Dick Patterson as well? If only, if only for me to figure out why I'm. Oh, which one of those two has the, the nuts? The tours have just all dropped off. We're down to just us. Everybody's like, "Yeah, we're done with this." So, uh, oh, someone came back. Special guests? Anything? Is there like a weird piece of tape on your headphones, Jesse? Like when you lean forward, there's something that's just catching the top of the. Is On the top. Up here, no, 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 up here, up here, up here, yeah, 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 that. Hey, what do you know there was? <laughs> it's like every, just every <laughs> once in a while, I catch something like flapping on top of your headphones, then you put your head back up. Um, That's the block. Uh, anything, Missy, you want to say before we let you guys go? Uh, no, but thank you as always for having me. I love this stuff. Oh, no, no, thank you. Jesse? See if I'm going to say something or not. Heads, I say something. <laughs> Oh. God damn it. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me back, guys. <laughs> wow, that was real uh, a hardship for you. All right, that's going to wrap it up for our National Flip a Coin Day holiday episode of Booked, live on Facebook Live for the first time, and then later on, if you hadn't watched that, um, kind of syndicated to our podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thanks for the dozens of people who joined us and, and made comments and watched us. It was very nice to have that, like, that, you know, live interaction. Until next time, I'm Rob Olson.
And I'm Livia Snedden. Keep reading.